I want you to already see yourself out of the storm. The clouds will move. It's time for you to smile again. Mm. Come on, Sean. I believe family will get better. This is Lady Jackie Holly Bell. And Stevie B. Check out our show, Am I Worth the Time, on Fishbowl Radio Network. Every Tuesday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. in the Gray Bowl. You can hear Am I Worth the Time, where we are encouraging men and women about their self-worth. Don't miss the show. On Fishbowl Radio Network. Hey, y'all. Check this out. We've made it so easy to listen to our shows, even a child can log in. Now forget about all of those old steps in the past. Just download the free TuneIn app, then search FBRN. That'll put you smack dead in the middle of the fishbowl. Then select whatever bowl you want to listen to and kapow, you're there. It's so easy when you download the free TuneIn app today. Candy Yam's Kitchen, food you can feel. You can experience Southern and Creole classics from down-home gumbo, upscale shrimp and grits, and mouth-watering desserts from specialty pound cakes, pies, decadent peach cobbler, and an unforgettable banana pudding. Whether large or small, Candy Yam's Kitchen has everything to give your event a taste your guests will remember. Savory Southern cuisine, bold New Orleans flavors, united with an all-star presentation. You can be assured that you will be the talk of the town after booking them for your next party. You can reach us at 469-450-0027 or follow our journey on Facebook and Instagram at Candy Yam's Kitchen. That's K-A-N-D-I-Y-A-M-Z Kitchen. Again, give us a call at 469-450-0027 or like our Facebook and Instagram page at Candy Yam's Kitchen, spelled K-A-N-D-I-Y-A-M-Z Kitchen. Candy Yam's Kitchen, food you can feel. Introducing the Ferrero Rocher cupcakes loaded with luscious layers of sweet goodness coated over dark chocolate cake made with the freshest and finest ingredients to make you say, holy cupcake. Voted top three cupcakes in the DFW area. Wondering where you can get these sweet chocolatey goodies? Where else but Lay Cupcake and Treats? Call us now, 682-999-8276. That's 682-999-8276. Or visit us on our Facebook and Instagram at Lay Cupcake and Treats, where we make life sweeter. That's right. Jump on in and welcome to the Queen Sylvie Show. And we're going to get things started off here with Blues, Love, and Trouble Effect. That's the name of the band that did the song. So sit back and enjoy and we'll be right back. I like this. We've been listening to all your music, all 
since last night all weekend. There he is, Tim. I was just gonna say, am I off? This whales. Welcome to the Queen Philly Show. This is Kyle. This is Kyle. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. We're on air. Just hold the line. Um, we're entering the. We have our intro song on at this moment, but just hold the line, enjoy the show, and I'll be with you in just a moment, okay? Thank you very much. Thank you for calling in. Sylvie show, we give you big weenie from Wang. Yes, we do. <laughs> you get some Queen Sylvie show every Tuesday, 11 a.m., 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on Fishbowl Radio Network. <laughs> Wang's weenie.
wherever you are enjoying yourselves as well you're more than welcome to call in ask our guest a question give a shout out or holler at a girl the number to do it on is 214-556-6239 as i begin my interview with mr kyle davies so again i want to welcome you to the queen sylvie show thank you very much Born and raised in Cadiff Wells, chartered psychologist, therapist, creator of Energy Flow Coaching, author of the book entitled The Intelligent Body, Reversing Chronic Fatigue and Pain from the Inside Out Again, I introduce to you Kyle Davies. That, that audience is all in here, Kyle. Amazing. You should be here. <laughs> they absolutely love me, don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. But, you know, let's start, um, Kyle, from, let's go back to 1999 when you worked as a therapist. Share with me your training, your experience, and accolades from that time till present that impact or influenced your book. Wow, that's a big question. So I started, I'm a psychologist by original trade. I started my career in management uh, consulting. I did a whole range of things, really. Um, well, the, the thing that really I loved most was, was coaching people because I, I, my passion, absolute passion, was uh, making a difference to people's lives. And one of the things I saw within the organizational environment was that I was working with a manager or an employee and we were talking about that person at work. And I felt that I really need to deal with the whole person. I want to get into the whole person i want to get a bit deeper so i did lots of training i did psychotherapy training cognitive therapy training nlp tapping i did all sorts of things i started up a little private practice but then i i was uh, introduced to a medical doctor over here that had a particular interest in chronic fatigue syndrome because his girlfriend had it at the time and he had done some of the same therapy training that i had done and he'd been applying some of the kind of ideas and he developed them and he was using these with people with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia and related conditions and was beginning to see that it was making a difference. So I started to work with him and this is going back probably to about 2002, 2003 and we were very, very excited at, at the time because it seemed that there were growing numbers of people suffering from these types of medically unexplained symptoms of fatigue and pain. Uh, and there was there was nothing that uh, conventional healthcare could could offer. So we developed our uh, a process uh, which has been ongoing really and led up to, to now. Uh, and we really tried hard to have have our work embraced within within mainstream healthcare. But it's been really interesting. It's very difficult to have a new idea taken on board. I know there's lots of new therapies, lots of new kind of ideas that kind of come through. But to try to get that embraced within mainstream healthcare when you're not selling drugs is very, very hard. So my business partner got, he left being a doctor. He got kind of jaded by the fact that we weren't making as much progress as he would have liked. He went back to being a doctor. I continued to evolve the process, work with thousands of people, helping them get better. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, wrote the book, which was released last year. Mm. And that hopefully that book is making a difference to pe uh, pe people's lives as well. So that's the, the sort of the nutshell version of the last 15 years. Yeah, 15 years of doing a lot, making a difference. You know, I know that you like, uh, you know, coaching and all, but is it something personal? Where does this passion because you know it takes that passion uh to to carry out to the extent that you are carrying out from where is it coming from that's a good question really it, it feels like a mission i suppose more than anything else and there is something deeper and probably spiritual in it i i see that 
I see health as being related to uh, our journey in life and our, our life lessons, if you will. I think that when we, as we move a, a, along our, our journey of life, when we kind of deviate from the essence of, of who we are, when we become blocked, when the consciousness of a person becomes blocked, the energy becomes blocked, then disease manifests itself. So I, I see the, the, the helping people get over health challenges, being bringing them back to the essence of who they are to help them flow. Thus, the, the name of my work is uh, Energy Flow Coaching. Uh, and that, I suppose that's where the passion is because I, I believe that our purpose on this planet in a very simplistic way is to have the experience of being ourselves. And I think that we live in a, a very kind of strained culture. This is a very, life at the moment is very intense. It's very difficult. There's, there's a great deal of turmoil. We seem to be facing more crises than ever before in, in history. And we are almost encouraged to be more of who we're not than who we are and I think this is why we're seeing so many people on medication so many people with anxiety mm -hmm. depression chronic fatigue chronic pain because I think people are are deviating from themselves they're not really having the experience of being themselves I think culturally and societally we are we're being pulled away from the essence of, of who we are so that's the passion really it's wanting it's seeing it's seeing at, at a deep profound level that my job is to help people realize who they are to help them find what i would call their true self and to to live the experience of themselves that is a great thing. You are such a blessing to many people. I can't wait to get this book, however, because I am looking forward to um, reading this book and sharing this book to a lot of people who I think you will touch bases on. Because you, you talk about, like you said, chronic fatigue, syndrome, pain, fibromyalgia. I know I didn't say that right. Inflammation, IBS, depression, anxiety, and a whole lot of other things that a lot of people can definitely relate on. Now, a mind-body approach to helping people achieve, achieve optimal optimum well-being and greater personal freedom is what you have which is energy flow coaching tell me something about that as well as the benefits so the the essence of it is really that in terms of mind body is that i think conventional healthcare sees mind and body as being separate and i think even though lots of people believe that their mind and body are one they'll still talk about physical health and mental health but what we know when it comes to so if we take stress, uh, a lot of people use the word stress and a lot of people, you know, often think that stress is a, a nervous, agitated feeling that they have. But really, there's, there's a lot to stress. So your body can be in a state of stress without you being, a, without you being a, a aware of it. And I think that's a particularly interesting point. So you can think that you're perfectly happy while your body is in a state of stress. The other important thing about stress is that uh, uh, you could have a car accident, you could have a bad case of flu, or you could lose a job, and the stress response in the body is exactly the same. So the, the notion of mind and body being one is really brought together by stress. The stress, and particularly uh, our emotional stress, is a set of measurable biochemical events that takes place in the body. So it can be measured. And I think that's really, really uh, important for us to, to see. So that's, that's the first thing in terms of bringing mind and body as one. The, you know, the, there are things, as I say, you could have an accident, you could have a bad diet, you could be taking drugs, 
you can have poor sleep all of those things they're all tangible and they're all they're all external and they will all trigger the stress response mm-hmm. emotional stress is a little bit different because our emotion is not something that's directly caused or triggered by an external event even though we often believe that it is we often say things like oh my husband makes me mad or my boss makes me angry or this happened and it's made me feel this way but in truth our emotion and therefore our emotional stress arises from inside of us now there's nothing wrong with emotion because emotion is actually a very good thing our emotion is a feedback mechanism and it's designed to give us a nudge it's designed to let us know something about our interaction with our environment and the meaning that we place on the world uh, uh, around us so emotion is very important but it is possible for us to tune out of our emotion and when we do that it becomes blocked and it puts the body in a state of stress so the essence of uh, of what um, energy flow coaching is all about is bringing people back to understand that their emotion is very important their emotion is something that emerges from within them and is about them it's not that my boss makes me angry it's that emotion is emerging within me to give me an opportunity to if you will act in alignment with my true self to be authentic to really be me in that context and to do the right thing for me so when i do that and i allow myself to feel my emotion i allow myself to act in this authentic way then my emotion flows through me and there's no my body doesn't go into a stress response but if i suppress that emotion if i block it up if i don't let myself feel it and many of us do that then it gets stuck and it causes the brain to rewire and the stress response gets stuck on and then we begin to have some sort of symptom that could be headaches it could be anxiety it could be depression it could be fatigue so that's that's the kind of essence of it it's it's looking at emotion and how emotion can become emotional stress and how that can then translate into symptoms so what's your approach for treating things like uh, chronic pain anxiety and depression the, the approach is starts with, it's a framework, so the approach starts with that understanding that our emotion is feedback, and it's feedback about my interaction with my environment. So if I walk out in, 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 into a highway and a, a car is coming towards me, I will feel something, and it's not that that car is causing me to feel something, it's the the, the, the feeling is feedback about what I'm doing in relation to my environment and it's inviting me to take action so what I do is 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 I teach people to feel Uh, and because as I say if we if we go through our daily life and we learn to block the emotional feelings that we have ultimately our body will begin to send symptoms and of course most healthcare options are used to suppressing the symptoms so we do something we look for something a pill or a potion or whatever it is to try to reduce the symptom that we feel but the symptom the feeling the sensation in the body is actually just feedback it's a tap on the shoulder from a body that's trying to get our, our, our attention so if emotion does get through then the body it's almost like your body turns up the volume and begins to send you some symptoms so what i do is rather than trying to get rid of symptoms rather than believing that symptoms are a bad thing i come from this perspective that the symptom is your body's way of trying to tell you something so what we need to do is actually pay 
attention to it and understand what the message is. And the message will be connected to our emotion. And it's the need to feel what that emotion is and what it's trying to have us do in that moment. Wow. You know, you have a three-month online coaching program that uh, begins February 12th, I do believe. Is it February 12th? I do. Okay, tell everybody about that and how others can... February 12th, three-month coaching program called Mind Body Mastery. And what I will be doing, I mean, this is aimed at anyone really who wants to learn about mind and body, particularly aimed at people with chronic fatigue, chronic pain, anxiety, depression, or some symptoms that they're finding that their doctor can't help them with and what i'm going to be doing is i'm going to be taking people through a process over three months where they can learn to understand the connection between mind and body they can learn to interpret the meaning and the messages behind their symptoms and they can you know take action so that really they're acting on the cause of their symptoms they're understanding why the body is trying to send the symptoms they're changing the nature of their relationship with themselves so they become in harmony with themselves because this is it i think we've we've lost connection with our 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 physical bodies our emotional selves our spiritual selves so i will through that three-month program i will be helping people to reconnect with their physical selves their emotional selves their spiritual selves so that they can be they can live in harmony with themselves and when they do that and they begin to attune to the feedback their body gives them and then aligning and acting on that then they will begin to experience much better health happiness and fulfillment and a deeper sense of connection with themselves that's interesting how can they um, get information as far as participating with this uh, three-month online coaching program if they go to uh, my website, which is energyflowcoaching.com, they should be able to find all of the details there. Okay. Now your book, The Intelligent Body, Reversing Chronic Fatigue and Pain from the Inside Out, explains the origins of chronic symptoms and outlines the, the road to recovery. So give me, out of the book, uh, one of the examples of your principles and your practice and the practice. So, uh, so I, I've, I've been talking about stress, and um, one of the little metaphors that I like to use is the idea of a stress bucket. Yes. And I say to my, my clients, and this is something in the book, that what happens is, is that when stress builds up in that stress bucket and the stress bucket becomes full, it overflows and we begin to have symptoms. And there are all sorts of things that go into that stress bucket. So it could be that there is lack of sleep. It could be that I've just had a case of flu. It could be that I've fallen down the stairs. Or it could be that there is, and it probably is, there's a drip feed of emotion that I have tuned out to. And that's much of what energy flow coaching is about, is uncovering the path that have led to a blocking and a suppression of our emotional truth. Because that's the difficult stuff to deal with. It's easier for us to uh, cut out the processed food in our diet. It's easier for us to drink less beer. It's easier for us to get an hour more sleep at night because those are very tangible. Those are very external. But usually what we need help with is uncovering the patterns, the behavioral patterns, the relationship patterns with ourselves that we've implemented for years that have resulted in a blocking of our uh, our uh, emotional truth. And it's getting, it's we need to do the, the crucial thing that we need all of us 
in, to experience better health is to get in touch with our emotional truth because we're we are i think as a culture we've been in this space where we viewed our emotion as a as a bad thing as a weakness you know something that is just it's a bit messy let's put it to, to one side rather than looking at looking at it as very useful feedback so emotion is is really is the, the path to truth it's the path to, to health and it's it's not that we have to get into the past it's not that we have to dig deep and talk about emotion from from the past because emotion again it's a feedback mechanism in as much the, the the same way as if you were walking down the street and the stone pops in your shoe and you you feel a sharp pain in your foot you you know that pain is a feedback mechanism and emotion is very much the same so emotion goes in our stress bucket all of those things go in our stress bucket when it gets full we get symptoms trying to treat the symptoms trying to take pills and doing things to treat symptoms ultimately it's not going to work unfortunately and it, what usually happens in my experiences is that if if the symptoms are suppressed in one area then a different set of symptoms will appear so if a person begins to have headaches and they take headache tablets and the, the cause of that headache is that there's a full stress bucket if they don't deal with that full stress bucket what they're going to experience is that the body will send them some different symptoms and it could be they get back pain it could be they have anxiety it could be they have uh, uh, some uh, stomach or bowel uh, upset so that's the way the body works so it's very important that we understand that when the body is sending symptoms when that stress bucket is full we've got to get in and understand what is in that stress bucket and it's going to be a combination of external factors and internal factors emotion and our relationship with ourselves that is so interesting so you know let me ask you this would it be possible that physicians some physicians and doctors kind of make it worse because of all of the prescriptions and the side effects that some prescriptions have then they're adding on more problems and more problems um, there's an, there's an, a, a, it's a plausible argument, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think that, you know, m m there are many, many fantastic things that uh, uh, Western medicine does for us. And medicine is very good at dealing with problems that are acute. It's dealing very good at dealing with uh, broken bones, uh, bacterial yes. uh, uh, in infections and these sorts of things. But what we are, obviously what we're seeing in, in, in the Western world is large larger and larger numbers of people with chronic health challenges that medicine is failing to, to deal with. And medicine, by its own admission, is looking to work on symptoms for the most part. It's looking to alleviate the symptoms that, that we have. So yeah, you're, you're, you're right. In some instances, it's perpetuating a problem at best. No, or, or covering it. In well, you know what I find interesting is that some doctors will give you a placebo because they know that your mind is strong enough to do whatever needs to be done. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, instead of taking prescription drug, excuse me, after prescription drug as a result to dealing with, let's say, depression, how can someone make change and conquer depression without drugs? I think um, it's, a, it's a big question. Um, I think uh, beginning to understand what depression is. So 
again, the idea has been put out there incorrectly that uh, depression is caused by a chemical imbalance within the brain. What the academic evidence uh, suggests is that that simply is not the case. So there is not evidence to support that that theory. Uh, but of course, it's good for business. Right. Um, you know, lots of medications are yeah. sold on that 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 premise. So I, I think understanding that uh, depression is not something, not some disease or chemical imbalance. It's actually a, it's it's a process that a person is going through. Again, I look at it as being connected to our, our stress bucket, the emotion that's in there. It's definitely about a, a, a deviation from self. It's a sense of hopelessness and helpless, helplessness, um, a loss of purpose, a loss of meaning. So there's a number of factors that are involved. But ultimately, it is about the, the nature of where the individual is, the, their relationship with themselves. In terms of the the approach for dealing with it it's slightly different from somebody with uh, anxiety or somebody with uh, fatigue or pain but it's still about it still comes down to the individual so i, I so the, the key message is that we our, our capacity to heal ourselves is far greater than we believe i think that too frequently we're looking for medicine to solve our problem to medicate us and i think that's that's part of where we are we're in this sort of we're in this culture where we want things to be fixed immediately uh, and we want somebody else to, to fix us and we've been i think we've been trained into this mindset when it when it comes to health so my belief because my work is all about that my work and the, the notion of of uh, what energy flow coaching is all about is really teaching people that they are able to heal themselves uh, and i think we we don't tap into this enough when we say when we harmonize ourselves when we realign ourselves we enable our bodies and minds to heal you know that is so true a lot of people depend on the medication when they have the the, the mindset to actually make a difference of it a lot of people like you said uh don't even know that they're stressing or or in some cases I think it's just me and my opinion that some doctors and I'm not shunning all doctors but some are so quick to make that money or to help that uh, in that network to give these prescriptions instead of giving the advice or kind of stirring them do you believe let me just ask you in, nat in natural medicine versus the, the medicine most doctors prescribe as uh, it, I guess it would depend on, on on what natural medicine you you, you mean really I, I think that my my sense is that probably everything has its place um but it's finding the appropriate place really as i say my my feeling is that and you know i'm not an expert on all things i can only talk about the work that, that i do really mm -hmm. um my my feeling is is that we probably rush into being medicated a little bit too quickly and i think we're too keen to view things as a problem i think that you know depression again is something that can be part of a natural cycle of life so sometimes there are periods when we need to allow ourselves to to feel a little bit more down and there are some times where we are a bit more uh, kind of growth orientated and, and, and expansive it's not necessarily something that we consciously uh, uh, dictate or control so you know there, there, i think understanding our natural processes understanding 
the way we work as human beings, understanding the role that our emotion plays in in how we feel and our health is all important. And when we, by educating ourselves as to how we work and the underpinnings and the framework for health and, and wellness, we can begin to, I think, take charge of, of our health without necessarily having to rush for that bottle of pills. Right. You know, now I'm going to take this ep- excerpt from Goodreads Community Reviews and say, Rhonda, she rated you with five stars, but she says she might not agree with everything in the book, but it was super helpful for her. So what do you want your readers to grasp and actually learn from your book, The Intelligent Body? I think there's a few things, really. Obviously, the, the, the stuff I've been, been uh, t- talking about there, the, the idea that we have the capacity to heal ourselves. I think that, you know, there's the, the other aspects looking at, I, was, I, was, I touched on earlier, talking about the role of stress and emotion in health. I think those bits are absolutely crucial. The way I write about them in the book is slightly different. Uh, My slant on what emotion is is quite different to most people's view of of what it is. I think a lot of people think that our our emotion is the end result of a thinking process and it's something that takes place in our head. Whereas in actual fact our emotion is a non-conscious process and our emotion affects our thinking more than our thinking affects our emotion. So emotion happens out often outside of our awareness, and then it triggers feelings for us. So there's a very there's a very different view of emotion, and there's a very different view then of how emotion can create health problems. And then it's the the book is in two parts. So the first part offers and outlines that that theory, which is a different perspective, and it's it's done in a reasonably light way, so that people can enjoy reading it rather than getting bogged down in it. In the second part i offer some exercises that go with theory so give to give people something to do to to help them you know work through their own issues hmm, okay dennis from dallas texas asks how does your book help sufferers of fiber fibromyalgia <laughs> just like fibromyalgia thank you so <laughs> It's a mouthful, isn't it? So it helps sufferers because it offers an explanation as to what the one of the primary causes of fibromyalgia is. Now, I guess this is probably a, a very important point. I, I don't believe that there is a, a single primary cause to any chronic health challenge. I think it's probably more like a combination lock of causes. And this is where the stress bucket idea comes in. This is where we begin to see that a body that's in a perpetual state of stress will ultimately break down and produce symptoms. Now I've worked in last year I had two uh, clients uh, both sufferers of fibromyalgia that told me that they'd their car accident was the cause of their fibromyalgia. Now my view is that that was the last the, the kind of the final straw that the you know the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back the last piece in their stress bucket and their stress there was a, a huge amount of emotional stress in their stress bucket so i think that what the book does is it gives that uh, understanding it gives that perspective on what it is that is 
contributing to the the production of symptoms and then it offers an outline of what you can begin to do now i'm not suggesting that you can cure yourself by reading the book but i am saying that look this this will give you an an explanation and some things to try it'll certainly give you uh, a good insight into my work Uh, and of course if that work resonates with you then you can you can uh, give me a call and we can talk further Hmm, that is so interesting. I, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, reading this book because have you had any controversies like some that disagree with your method of of uh, handling? Do you, do you know, it's what's well. There's there's a couple of interesting things. There, there are certainly those people out there that are want medicine to offer an explanation. So there are lots of people that are still in that uh, that camp where they believe that mind and body are separate and that there is no way that our emotion is the physiological process that it is, uh, it's all in the mind. So th- those people don't like the sort of work that I do. But I think what we are beginning to see from science is there is a gr- there's a, a growing wave now of, of new theory, new research that's showing that mind and body are one and showing that emotion actually has this huge effect. You know, we are getting research that's saying that stress plays a role in heart disease and cancer. There were there's research talking about this there was a huge uh, research program some years ago over there in the US looking at uh, childhood trauma and chronic health problems in later life that work has been uh, replicated over here in the UK so we're you know we're beginning to see that emotion and emotional stress plays a role in so many health problems we even know that you know things like the common cold uh, if you you know your likelihood of catching a cold and the length of time you have that cold is going to depend upon the extent to which your body is stressed so emotional stress plays a role even with a cold so i think there is you know there's a wave of change that's moving through healthcare, and i think it's uh, you know we're at the forefront of it at, 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 at the moment so i think those you know but as i say there are those people that still believe in that mind body split and they're opposed to this idea that that, that emotion and stress can lead to, to kind of health problems but um i think they they're fewer in in numbers so you, you're human like we all are human. How do you yourself deal with situations that uh, cause you stress? Well, here's the big thing is that, you know, as I was saying earlier, our emotion arises from inside of us. So it's, it all comes back to me. It's all about me uh, understanding that it's how I process things. I don't, I don't blame things outside of myself. I allow myself to feel what I feel. So, you know, a, a, a basic kind of tenant of this work is that our emotion is not a problem it's it's important that we allow ourselves to feel you know the feelings that we have and we allow ourselves to process them and if we need to act on them we act on them as i say generally i think culturally we are very much stuck in our heads so the tendency is to be kind of headstrong and to block how we how we how we feel so that's how i deal with it i I see my you know i i walk the talk with with this i see myself as uh, maybe a step or two uh, in front of my clients but i'm 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 walking this path with them i'm putting this stuff into action everything that i've i've um uh written in this book is uh, is uh, are 
uh, processes and practices that I use myself every day. So I use this stuff, and I and I I need to. If I didn't, I I'm sure I'd be ill. So yeah, it's. Uh, the, the, the crucial things are, though, is making sure that I'm in touch with my my feelings and, and I let what I do be guided by that deeper sense of, of self. Well, you know... Yeah, I find that... Correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, but I kind of think, you know, uh, that, that, that when the Chinese, the Orientals, whatever, had, had when you like practice Tai Chi, something like that, with mind and body, that they kind of had a grip on it to begin with. And I, I see what Absolutely. you're... Absolutely. Or you're actually taking it, you know, uh, to a level that we can even have an understanding of it. Am I right or wrong? I hope this? so. I, well, I, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, it's the, you know, I think it's that, uh, you know, the, the very at its very basic level, as I say, our job is to is to be who we are. The, the, those people that we know all of us know that are the happiest and healthiest tend to be those people that are really in touch with themselves. They're genuine. They're they they live in alignment with who they are uh and the people that are ill somehow and it's usually because of things that have happened in the past they begin to deviate away from from who they are and the difficulty is is that it's uh they often don't realize they're doing that you know it's very easy and i say i think because of the the externalized culture we live in we tend we all want to fit in we all want to do the right thing we want to get the right job we want to you know we want to please the boss we want to impress our parents we you know all those sorts of things we end up being more of who we're not than who we are we do that without realizing that's what what we are are doing so yeah i think a lot of these i think a lot of these ancient cultures they they pulled us back into the body and when they pulled us back into the body and out of our head and we we allowed ourselves to be true to ourselves there was much more of a flow so health comes from that flow happiness comes from that flow of us being authentically ourselves Mm -hmm. yeah you know my thing is for stress i suggest finding a hobby or something to do i know that you play the guitar so i know that that's relieving for you as well when it comes to stress I do. Uh, it, it's that is you know. See, I, I would say it's kind of balanced that, and it's that's me being me. So when I when I feel, and this is what everyone should do, is that and, and you're right with a hobby. It's the idea that you're moving towards and, and engaging in something that you like. So you're being you. Right. And of course, the, the, the more we can do that in life, the the better it is. You know, the the the, the, the healthier and happier that we we are. And I think that you know. Uh, my my argument is well what we want to do is approach everything in life from that perspective that i'm good at whether it's work whether it's home whether it's 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 a hobby i'm going to approach this from the perspective of kind of being me right i'm doing this for me in a way that's right for me even at work uh you know the more i engage in something at work and i'm trying to impress my boss or i'm doing things to for the for the wrong reasons the more problems i'm likely to it to to experience whereas if i'm if i'm going to work and i'm i'm doing my best for me i'm performing for me and i'm doing whatever this job is whatever this report is i'm writing it in the way that feels right for me then i'm I'm being true to myself and there's no reason why i should get stressed as a result of that because i'm being authentic the the stress comes in when i deviate from me and i'm stopped being true to myself so I, i i suppose i see things more about 
uh, living an authentic, flowing life rather than seeing things as stress relievers as such, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And a lot of people might be saying here, easier said than done, but I advise everybody to log on to energyflowcoaching.com. That's where you can find more information as well as get connected to the upcoming three-month uh, online coaching program that is by Kyle Davies. Now, Kyle, where can uh, we go to obtain a copy? of the intelligent book reversing chronic fatigue and pain from the inside out uh it's available on amazon barnes noble and should be available in all good high street stores if you're online uh, i think amazon is probably where you get the best price for it and you can get it on uh in hardback in kindle and on audiobook and i'm surprised that you haven't received your copy my publisher no. told me that they yes. they posted it to you the back end of the week. Well, perhaps oh, it may be in the mail to, today. Uh, well, you know, we got Pony <laughs> Express in Texas, so that could be what the problem is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's, it, it hadn't <laughs> came yesterday, so perhaps it's here today, and I'm really looking forward to it as I hope that everyone else go out and obtain this book. It's a very, very interesting book that can do a lot for themselves as well as somebody else. You know, pass the word around is what I'd like to say. I, I appreciate you being on the show. I could talk for hours with you on this whole situation here, but before you go, is there anything else that you'd like to add, Kyle? I don't think so. As I say, if, if people want to find out more about the work, uh, you can find me uh, at energyflowcoaching.com. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and all those places. Uh, and, yeah, I'm I'm happy to just chat with people, really. If anyone's just curious about, about this work and when, uh, would like to talk more, then please do get in touch. That's indeed. Are you on Instagram and Facebook as well, yes? I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm on them all. All right, that's what's up. Kyle, I appreciate you taking the time here. Uh, uh, for, let me see, you guys are like uh, six, six hours ahead. ahead of us here in evening time there, I believe. It's almost six o'clock there. It, it is almost 6 p.m. here, yep. Well, I thank you very much for taking the time to be on the show. We will be talking thank again. You me. You're very welcome. We'll be talking uh, to you again, uh, and I thank you for being on the show. I want everybody to go on and log on to energyflowcoaching.com. Find Kyle on Facebook, Instagram. As a matter of fact, if you just Google Kyle Davies, you will find this guy everywhere. So, Kyle, I thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was an interesting conversation. I enjoyed that. I learned a few things, and I can't wait to read the book by Kyle Davies, The Intelligent Body. And I hope that you all go out there and it, We had read a book God. back in high school, and I could not recall what the name of it was. And it, and it dealt with exactly that, is the different uh, uh, illnesses that people have and a yeah. lot of them are mind-related and how the mind has such an adverse reaction or a, at control over your body. Mm -hmm. yep, and there are a lot of illnesses as he touched on that yeah you can cure if you get your mind right i'm not saying I'm, i have it against doctors out there but some doctors make it worse you think yeah oh yeah well it's all, it's, it's a business yeah I you do. know it is a business you know, i do it, that's what it comes down to big pharma <laughs> yeah 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 okay so um i thought i was gonna hear that one thing <laughs> that one thing. Yeah, uh, the, the, we're going to uh, continue on with our interview with Joe uh, Milton here. We would love to hear from you on this terrific Tuesday Fishbowl Radio Network, the Queen Sylvie Show. And uh, if you'd like to call in, you're more than welcome to do so. That number to do it on is 214-556-6239. Joe, I want to welcome you to the Queen Sylvie Show. Howdy. Howdy. 
Howdy. Howdy. Paramahansa Yogananda. (laughs) And all of that. Okay, well, Joe, um, you were on the show before. Yes. And we loved this so much, we had to have you back. Bless you. You Welcome home. Thank you. Songwriter, vocalist, producer, multi-instrumentalist, audio engineer, composer, owner of Joe Music Recording Studio, co-founder of Open Heart Musicals, which creates and produces Christian youth musicals and videos. Again, I introduce to you, Joe Milton. My guest, who is also here, Roger Russell, you guys collaborate and write, co-write and write songs together. A great team, I tell you, a great team, other than Smooth Tim and myself. You guys are a great team of what you're doing. But I want to first touch bases because I think we left off when I on the last show about uh, open heart musicals. So for for just a moment, I um I want everybody to know that telling the stories of Jesus through drama and song is open heart musicals, which is co-founded by you. But what would you like the world to know about open heart musicals and their mission goal? Well, first I would I would like to know them about Kim Ingram, how it started. Um, she's a choir teacher at First United Methodist in Garland. And she contacted Garland, me to, Texas. Garland, Texas, to do some tunes for a Christmas show she was doing, and um, I I produced the tunes for the Christmas show for the for the church. And she came back in February and said, "I want to do a musical." And I said, "Really? <laughs> do you realize what's going on?" She said, "Absolutely." So we self-produced our first musical, which was uh, uh, "What's Up, what's Zach." Up, Zach. And ended up getting a, a, a Dove nomination. Yep. And this is a lady who's never, you know, first attempt at getting anything published and, and almost went all the way. So I think a lot of it's her good karma. <laughs> no, but you have a very a very much to do with that. Um, and I was going to mention that What's Up, Zach, is a musical encounter with Jesus. Yes. So besides her, give me some names of some other key members because it takes a good team and and you have a good team that puts those together. Well, yes, we do. Um, a lot of it is the support from that that church where we started it all, and the kids from the church, and uh, then we have written a book and are fixing to write another book. Really? Uh, where can they find that book and what is it titled? Put you on the spot, didn't I? Yeah, no, just you, kidding. You, <laughs> <laughs> Praise takes flight. You can find it anywhere, Amazon, uh, any of the publishers of religious works. And uh, I think we're at the, I forget the name of the brick and mortar Christian music and bookstore. Uh, okay. It's slipping my mind. But you can get anywhere. Just look up Praise Takes Flight. We're on Kim Keys, J.W. Peppers, Amazon. So you do plays, you do musicals for churches and organizations if I was an organization and I was interested in having something like that done. How can I get in touch with someone? Well, you would you would go to uh, uh, the website, Open Heart Musicals, and preview. You know, we have four of them. We're, we're in the one book, which is actually more about choral techniques. The book. Uh, then we're fixing to do a fifth one, I think, and would listen to them. Uh, or do you have videos out somewhere too? Of any? We don't. We we don't. We don't shoot videos because. When we do the productions, we only do them as a precursor to our production of the actual product. So we don't really do videos as such. There are videos out there that all kinds of people have done. Mm-hmm. But uh, you get an audio pack. But you preview the stuff, decide which one you're going to do, and then you would. I order, like it. You would order 
what comes with scripts, uh, de- demo CD, or you can listen to the demo CDs. And then depending on whether you're, you know, have 10 people or 1,000 people, you would try to determine the amount of uh, media and material you need to service the size of production you want to do. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So if I had an idea and didn't really know exactly what it was I was trying to create, you could pull that together, huh? Yeah, and there's a, you, you know, you get in contact with Kim or get in contact myself through the Shout website. out to Kim because she seemed like she's the girl. She, uh, it was her, it was, it was her idea, man. And, you know, I'm, I just out. feel blessed to have hooked up with her and uh, <coughs> it's worked out really well. We've done, God, 60, 70 songs now. Uh, we're fixing to start the second book, which I guess is going to be Brace Takes Flight 2, which is through a company called Choristers Guild. So would that be uh, uh, www.openheartmusicals.com? Openheartmusicals.com, yeah. Okay, for more information on that. But now you are a multi-instrumentalist. I see that you have your harmonica here. <laughs> what other instruments do you play, by the way? Well, um, I, I kind of, uh, in my production, either I record people doing stuff, but a lot of times I'm just basically a one-man band. That's I, all I right. Play, I play all the <laughs> tracks and all the music for, for all the open-heart stuff, with the rare occasions of if we need, uh, there's a clarinet on one, and I wasn't about to try to fake the clarinet. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm a guitar player, keyboard player, and I do you know bass and drums electronically, but I'm pretty accomplished at it. And uh, then I sing. A whole bunch of stuff. All those kids, they're kids musicals, so don't sing much of that. But I can sing and harmonize just about anything, and I rent myself out as a vocal section, actually. That's that's leading up to I'm ready to get on with one of your performances, if you will grant me with a live performance. Oh, you want me to play a song? or you? Very much. Okay. Well, Very much. Let me, um, let me strap on here. Hang on a second. Very much. I mean, I know you might have bought that guitar here for me, but no, I want to hear you play it. <laughs> Got it? We were we were talking about the open heart stuff, and I don't really play any of that stuff live. That's quite all right. Well, I'm going to play a song called. This was actually a. Um, uh, kind of a. It was for a song called Hellcats for a show called Hellcats, right. and I was uh, commissioned to do this song. And it's called, uh, it's about a guy who uh, has a daughter and takes off and, you know, doesn't raise her. And it's called The Best Thing That Never Happened to Me. There we go.
gate Chasing the dragon didn't have a clue. Now I wish I'd done what you can do. Oh, look at you. And you're the best thing that never happened. There's a warm wind blowing up from the south What I didn't know then Very good. I appreciate that. Very good. We're enjoying ourselves here. I don't know about you, but we are enjoying ourselves here on the Queen Silly Show. We're going to take a pause for the cause, get our commercial break on, and we're going to come back to another live performance from Mr. Joe Martin, Joe Milton, excuse me, as well as a lot of afternoon jams written, co-written by Mr. Roger Russell here in this studio. Is and uh, Supreme Meme Team. I'm Kim Naki. And I'm Hater Heath. Meme is a show about music and what we know should be desired. On the show, we argue about new and old music, fuel beef between fanboys and girls. Yet, educate you on the backstories of music. So if you're a lover of music or a fanboy or fangirl wanting to troll, listen to, call in, or pull up every Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. in the Gray Bowl. Yo, for years, everybody been going to fishbowlradionetwork.com, fishbowlradio.com, and FBRN.us to tune in to our shows. Now guess what? We had a TuneIn app. All you have to do is go to your app store, download TuneIn, and search for FBRN. From there, click on whatever bowl you want to listen to, and bam, you got it. Download the TuneIn app today. How you doing? This is Troy from Wanda's Wig and Weavy Corium, and we love the Queen Sylvie Show. So come on down and get your hair done so that all your peoples are going to say, Ooh, girl, where'd you get that hair done? Mm-hmm. And don't forget, tune into the Queen City Show now. This is Troy. Bye. Candy Yam's Kitchen. 
food you can feel. You can experience Southern and Creole classics from down-home gumbo, upscale shrimp and grits, and mouth-watering desserts from specialty pound cakes, pies, decadent peach cobbler, and an unforgettable banana pudding. Whether large or small, Candy Yam's Kitchen has everything to give your event a taste your guests will remember. Savory Southern cuisine, bold New Orleans flavors, united with an all-star presentation. You can be assured that you will be the talk of the town after booking them for your next party. You can reach us at 469-450-0027 or follow our journey on Facebook and Instagram at Candy Yam's Kitchen. That's K-A-N-D-I-Y-A-M-Z Kitchen. Again, give us a call at 469-450-0027 or like our Facebook and Instagram page at Candy Yam's Kitchen, spelled K-A-N-D-I-Y-A-M-Z Kitchen. Candy Yam's Kitchen, food you can feel. Congratulations from Velvet Oasis Events, wedding and event planning. What a great time for us to get acquainted and determine what style, design, and package will work for your upcoming wedding, gala, social, or anniversary event. We specialize in helping people have a better event experience. Velvet Oasis Events customize your event design with your vision in mind. From beginning to end, we're there to assist. So for that wow experience, you won't forget, remember Velvet Oasis Events. To get more details, go to velvetoasisevent.com, velvetoasisevent.com, or call 817-500-1579, 817-500-1579. Share your voice, opinions, creativity, ideas, music, fbrn.us, Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Yes, we are back here on the Queen Silly Show. It is a great day here on this terrific Tuesday Fishbowl Radio Network. We are talking to Joe Milton, who blew us away with a live performance. Joe, thank you very much for doing that. I mean, I really appreciate that. You've been in the music industry for how long now? Uh... Okay, that's about long. 50 years, 48 years. You're the man. Does uh, spirituality play a role in the creation and performances that you do? It does. Yeah? It does. I mean, more than anything, whenever something comes to me or uh, I get done with something, I just always realize that how lucky I am. Blessed. To, blessed to have the ability to always just do this stuff. So I know you've traveled. You've been, and like you say, for 50 years doing the music. Is there a uh, impactful, good or bad experience that's going to always stick in your brain. Uh, there's, there's just countless, countless experiences. Give me one. Through my, uh, good or bad? Well, there hasn't been a lot of bad stuff. That's a blessing. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, starting. I got to Texas. You know, left LA where I was there for 25 years, and the musical thing just kind of came along. That was a very cool thing because you know I was a. I got to Texas right when the economy was tanking and people didn't want to, you know, new blood in town and bands didn't want new players. They were intimidated. Everybody was losing their jobs. even, f- And then uh, the musical thing kind of popped in and that's been a gr- just a great thing. You know, it's a whole new direction for me. You stay busy, I bet. You, I, I, I mean, you got your hands in a lot of things. You have your studio, Joe Music Studio, where you do a lot of producing and, and composing. How can someone uh, get in touch with you for for Jack? Let me get that out the way for Joe Music. Uh, well, just go to www.joemusic.com, mm-hmm. and um, that'll give you everything you, you need. You can take someone like me who can't really sing and make me sound good? 
Probably. <laughs> I'm going to test him on that one, I tell you. Probably so, or okay. I can certainly make you sound as good as you can and probably better. So tell me about the song, I Love My Roof. Well, um, our last musical was Judge Julie Truly in the Case of the Holy Roof, which is my shirt. And that was about when uh, the four friends uh, lowered the paraplegic through the roof to see Jesus, mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. didn't want the paraplegic in there because, you know, that that wasn't the kind of crowd they were trying to get in the house. And so what happens is the homeowner, who had the nicest home in town, uh, sues for the damage in the roof from where they cut the hole in the roof and lowered Jesus, and he <laughs> sues in the court of Judge Julie Truly. And this song is uh, in, in the courtroom. Actually, it's my daughter playing Judge Julie, Lorelei. And uh, then there's two groups of people. There's the, the homeowner and his people, and then there's the uh, four friends, we call them, who uh, lowered the paraplegia to the roof. And then there's two groups of people, the, um, uh, the ceiling fans, which is like the last time I saw this production, there's like 50 kids and hats with whirlwinds. And then there's, a, a, there's another group that, that kind of have a Hawaiian theme and wear like grass skirts and stuff, and they come traipsing through the courtroom. It's a lot of fun. Fun and memorable. Well, so the homeowner starts off. All right, let's check it out um, as I present to you Joe Milton's and I Love My Roof. Am I ready? Am I ready? It's the finest house in town. Oh boy, he's going to sing? The biggest house for miles around. Here we go. The source of many proud and happy feelings. But if you want to gaze at a sight that will amaze Just feast your eyes upon this first-class ceiling It's made of mud and thatch Just imagine that Packed tightly to keep out wind and rain And on the top, some tiles Stacked in nice, neat piles In patterns artistically arranged Your honor, I'm telling you the truth I love my roof Ooh, who are these people? They love my ceiling. You might call them ceiling fans. Good grief. Let's tell them about our roof ceiling fans. It's made of mud and thatch. Just imagine that. Packed tightly to keep out wind and rain. And on the top, some tiles. Stacked in nice deep piles. In patterns artistically arranged. Your honor, he's telling you the truth. He loves his roof. I love my roof. He loves his roof. Ain't that the truth? He loves his roof. I thought I'd like to get my hands on those hooligans. Call in the hooligans. Who are you? Hooligans! Of course you are.
talk about my roof, please. It's made of mud and dust. The story's more than that. But I need to keep up when you're And on the top, sometimes your anger's not worthwhile. In patterns artistically arranged. Your honor, he's telling you the truth. Your honor, you need no greater proof. Your honor, here's what we can to do. He loves his roof, he loves his roof, he loves his roof, he loves his roof, he loves his roof. I love my roof, I love my roof. Very good. That gives me energy. I mean, I like that very much. So is that on an album or CD anywhere? Where can, can well, we find that? That's on the CD that comes with the, the package with the musical, the preview CD. I like that a lot. You know, let me pause and introduce this, this other guy here in studio because he is a part of a lot of songs out here that I didn't even know you wrote. Um, Russell, you're a very talented guy. Roger Russell is whom I'm talking to. Songwriter, composer, sound engineer, multi-instrumentalist, president of Roger Russell Productions, LLC. I introduce to you Roger Russell. Okay. Well, that the audience was sleeping on that side. Yeah, we had you on the show also last year on the show. Roger, what do you like most about songwriting specifically? What I like about songwriting is is that I can express myself. If, if we go back to the earlier guest where he talked about the bucket of stress and everything, yeah. that's how I empty my bucket of stress. Writing and stuff? Writing. you got about how many songs? How many songs have you written? I've got lyrics for like 350, 360 songs. And, I've and got 100 and something recorded. <laughs> He had another couple of years of CDs worth right there. What might spark you to write a song? A song, if I if I refer to a friend of mine, Beth Nielsen Chapman, that, that was one of the co-writers of This Kiss, she says that a song just comes down to you. That you know that song. It, it, it just, like, your head is, is a vessel, and you, the song just comes down to you. The hardest thing that we have to do as songwriters is that we have to capture the song, and then... You always got this little editor sitting there and saying, "Oh, these rhymes got to have to rhyme a certain way and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff." You got to kind of silence all the critics and all that stuff, saying, "Well, this may not be good enough, or this may not be fancy enough, or I can say this a better way." You got to silence all those. Yeah. Get that song, write it down, and then turn the editor. It's not as easy as you make it sound. You it, know, it, it's not. It, it, you got to fight with yourself because, you know, you, you've got you got people that have written songs that are hit songs that rewrite those songs. Hmm. I mean, Leonard Cohen still write, rewrites verses to Hallelujah, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, some, that, that's the hardest thing about it, when the song is done, when it's finished, when you can actually say, this is a song. But the best song that you can ever write is the one that people love. You write a lot of songs that a lot of people love. I love too. But how rewarding is it for you to create? Because I mean, you really create some some songs. How 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 hard is it, or how rewarding? Excuse me, is it for you to create a masterpiece for sale or for someone else to sing and and they bring it to life? When I first hear the song recorded, mixed, mastered, I. You know, it it, is, it gives me this electricity inside of me. I mean, I've I've dealt with 
Nashville songwriters and all these other people send in songs for critiques and mm-hmm. you know is this song radio ready and so forth you get back some pretty cruel critiques really? and you just feel like you know what I am just going to quit <laughs> songwriting test you right there huh? right because these people just don't connect they don't get what I'm saying they don't get me as an artist they don't get me what I'm saying and then you say to yourself in some cases if this person was such a hot shot songwriter right. why don't they have a hit song right but shows me how to do what yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the best one ever. you know interesting they say the same thing about the uh, the, the Beatles they say the same thing about uh, all, all Prince come on right. they don't understand them and then once they start getting into the groove of the music well you know what I enjoy this this is not bad I yeah, yeah. it makes me feel a certain way right. yeah well, I, I thank you for sharing a variety of music that we're playing and going to continue to play because you you do you you do hip hop you do country but what's one of the favorite genres to write for that you like? Whichever one is on the <laughs> Look at Joe like which that. one has the best <laughs> check coming in. <laughs> understandable, understandable. Okay. <laughs> well, the first tune that we're going to play is in uh, Dreamland. It's a mixed. Would you like no. to? Uh, that what I wouldn't do that <laughs> these guys is over here swinging songs left and right let's oh. go to, to uh, do drop do drop in that's the song with Joe Milton yes you guys wrote it together yes we did anything you want to say about it I love it I love it too <laughs> you know it's, it's a nice fun song it's I did a lot of traveling in my life I mean I used to spend four to five days a week traveling all the time and i was in those situations where you know little town you're in there you got nothing else to do uh i also moved around a lot i I spent 11 years as an independent contractor doing Mm -hmm. computer work and i would go to this place for six months eight months at a time and you like traveling kind of like figuring out what am I going to do in this little town that I've been like Muscatine Island? So you wrote a hit. Right. All right, let's check I, it out. I would say about this song, this one didn't get recorded as fast as a lot of the ones we do. It took a little while and then brought in people on this. There's three or four other players, which we usually don't have because um, this one was just not one of those you can just it's a masterpiece. whip out. Yeah. All right, let's check it out. Do drop in by these guys. How about that? Started drinking whiskey and up swilling gin. Got a little frisky at the dude drop in. Well, I was new in town, so I thought I would check out the scenery. Something for bottom got the best of me. So I found a little place in town called the Dew Drop Inn. Dew Drop. Maybe I could get a drink or a little extra something. I met a young lady there, told me I sell real estate. With a bad economy, her income was hard to estimate. Dance floor holding on real tight When she whispered, hey Can we check out my place tonight? Started sipping whiskey and up swimming gin Got a little whiskey at the new job in 
just trying to get some more liquid courage and I asked to see her place a big old lid in smile came across her face we drove to a house out on the edge of town when we walked in there was nothing to be found nothing Indeed, we are doing it here on the Queen Silver Show this afternoon. We'd love to hear from you. If you like what you're hearing, we can log on and find these guys. Roger, tell me real quick, because I want people to log on. Even now, while they're listening, how can they find you and follow you? A couple different ways to find me. There's RogerRussellMusic.com, and there's also ReverbNation.com slash Roger Russell. Probably the most of my songs that I've written and recorded are on Roger Russell. Uh, on the Reverb Nation uh, quite a few of them did, are also on the RogerRussellMusic.com So you got all these songs that you write so if someone came to you uh, about doing a song and they just talk to you about what they want in the song would you be able to to write that song? I think so. I, I've, I've done that a number of times. People give me ideas and I am like a walking rhyming dictionary. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll do off the wall whatever to to make things rhyme and i i I think in couplets sometimes so have you heard a song that someone else wrote that you didn't like i've always found songs you know do you do you nitpick into people's songs like you know uh try not to i mean if i don't like a song i just don't listen to it again the the hardest (laughs) thing for me to deal with is being a live sound audio engineer when when i go into some place a restaurant and they've got too much bass and too much treble and not enough mids <laughs> Do you uh, want that that frustrates me or when i go to a, an event and i pay uh to go to a concert and the guy driving the board is just not you mean like want to move him having, out the way not having the best day yeah so or it could be a gal that's but, a skill yeah it, it's a skill but uh i like most any song there's there's only one genre that i'm not really connected with and what's that, that? opera Oh, really? Yeah. It's so relaxing, opera is. Yeah. 
I could clean up the house to opera. Okay, well, that's enough of me talk. <laughs> Tell me about Pinky. Peeking into Consciousness. Peeking into Consciousness was something I wrote, wrote with uh, Robin Willis and Kevin Moore. Uh, Blues, Love, Blues, and Trouble. Love, and Trouble. Mm-hmm. And Kevin came in with this kind of guitar sequence, a set of riffs that, that he put together. And I said, well, why don't you do a couple little pull-offs and, and hammer-ons here? And we kind of got that background thing that you'll hear in this song going kind of a uh, an almost eastern metaphysical kind of thing and then uh, we just kind of started work with that and I went out and bought an Udu so you'll What's you'll, an Udu? Udu is a uh, clay drum from Africa hmm. and this one looks like a willy bong <laughs> it's, it's, it's got a big lower round chamber with a hole in it and then it's got an upper chamber so it's got hips and everything Would it make like a drum sound kind of? It makes a drum sound that's kind of a whoop 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 sound Okay. So, and we we put in uh, other other percussion instruments and so forth, and uh, just just had a good Created time. Created a masterpiece it again. Just, it just kind of flowed. I mean, once we got the sound going, the words just started coming out that that went with the music. Wow! Let's check it out, everybody. Roger Russell with Blues, Love, and Trouble, peeking into consciousness. i 
Yes, indeed. Talent, creativity, and more talent is here on the Queen's Louis Show. We are enjoying ourselves talking to Joe Milton and Roger Russell, two music icons, songwriters here on the Queen's Louis Show. I feel so happy and blessed to have such great versatility and music here on the show. Let me um, just go real quickly to you, Joe Milton, because I wanted to... Hello. Huh? Hello. <laughs> Well, howdy, <laughs> and how are you today, sir? Well, no. I'm doing just fine. Yeah, that's a very good thing. You know, you. What advice would you have for someone who who wants to um, get into songwriting? What was some advice that you can steer them off? Is it as easy as you guys make it very easy? Well, yeah. I mean, after three right. or four thousand songs, it, it's pretty easy i would say this be interested in everything take in all the information you can take in and when you hear something that's a hook like uh i heard something the other day so uh somebody said well four beers don't make a rainbow hmm. and i go that's dumb <laughs> and then I, I i got i got home and i thought well you know that's that, that's a whole framework of consciousness about somebody that's looking for to be rescued by four beers right and that rainbow goes away really fast See, I'm serious about that because I want to write a song. I want to, I, the next piece for the Queen Silver Show, I want to say I wrote it. Well, you but should. I really don't know where to begin. But you, you, but usually I begin with a hook or an idea, either a, a scenario that needs a hook or a title. You know, um, I hear something, a catchphrase, and that to, almost immediately writes itself. So does it take you a long time to write a song? You probably have it down to where it's like that snap of the fingers the song one song that we're going to play later in dreamland yes. took me weeks really uh take this town probably hours but I, you know there's a lot of craft involved and in, in a when you're writing your songs do you like have the guitar you like gotta have some type of tune to do it or you just no. straight write and then come with the music to go with it um, sometimes I do it on piano, sometimes I do it on guitar, sometimes if it just comes into my head, I'll just know what it is and, and lay it down. That is such But deal. I do it, you know, you gotta, I do this a lot, and I do it for other folks, and Roger, you know, sends me a lyric, and I look at it. I, you guys I, work good together. I've got a, I've got a story. Um, my uh, daughter's English teacher invited me to their poetry class, and what they did is they set poems in front of me, asked me to put in music. And I got to look at it for like five seconds. And we did like uh, three classes. We did 28 poems. That's crazy. Because for me, for putting lyrics into music, I can do almost, you can tell me anything and I can put it to music. But a lot of it's just craft, recognizing rhyme, recognizing form, picking. If you, if you gave me a poem, I can look at it for a few seconds and I pick something to do with it. You know, I see here's a form, here's a... You know, Man, here's, that here's is a verse, such a skill. Yeah, but it's 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 tradecraft, and it was really easy for me to do those poems. But those kids thought, like, "Wow!" You I know? bet. But, but it was really looking at it and immediately discerning something to do. Maybe not the best thing to do. Any but, uh, books out there from you? You need something out there like a book. Teach me. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I, the one I, that wants to learn, but I'm like, I don't know. I uh, you put it out there like it's so easy. It's you too, Roger. Well, you, you're not off the hook either. And I would say come to the studio if you want to. You know, because I, I have lyricist people working on songs. I call myself a finisher. You come and you started a song, I help you finish it. You know, that's one thing I do a lot because people get stuck with the verse. Right, they get stuck with the chorus or need a bridge or form. So that's a lot of what I just do in everyday. Uh, 
everyday <sighs> practice. But this song, Take This Town, what is it about the, the kids sitting watching the light blink? It, well, uh, it, it's about growing up in town and having everything changed. This is something you two wrote together. Yes. Did you write it together in the same room, or was this one of those long... You know, well, we do don't write the same. She, he how says, do you? They guys? got this long-distant relationship. He sends yes. me a lyric. Yes. We really can't stand up here around each other now. <laughs> uh, no. He sends me a. Actually, he comes to. We we do Christmas and you know Thanksgiving and whatever. Thanksgiving together a lot. But he sends me a lyric and I edit it. I send it back to him. He looks at it and then I put it to music. He checks it out. Take. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm interested in listening to the song. This is both written by you two, Take This Town, written f- across cities. Between Sunnyvale and McKinney. That is so crazy. <laughs> and it comes out to be so great. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm telling you. This one has some, some nice uh, textures. Textures and the, and the words, just they, they paint pictures, again, about a kid when they had the, got the first traffic light in town, all the kids sat in the grass and watched it change. <laughs> and then now it's uh, Walmart. <laughs> now it's a hit. All right, let's check it out. Uh, this is a song written by Joe Milton, Roger Russell, entitled Take This Town of Mine.
Yes, indeed. That is another hot song. Get this town of mine. Yes, you guys. You guys are so good. Come over to my house and let's write some songs together. This is <laughs> this is just. Or, or we can do it via phone and email. Man, obviously, I'm telling you, <laughs> I could be in an airplane and have an idea and call you up, and before I land, you'll have the song done. Okay, you guys, brains is so great. We're going to continue on with um, Joe Milton. You have a song that, is it Joe Milton's song that I'm going to do? In the Dreamland Mix, yes. So, and I did it with a guy named Charles Carter who wrote the lyrics, or the first version of the lyrics. How, how, how long did it take this one to go? You know, this one took a while because it, um, it started off kind of cool, but it was, we were looking for a kind of Disney tune, and it didn't really tell a story. So I really worked this one for weeks to get it to where it told, ended up telling the story of in Dreamland. In fact, you don't have to be in Dreamland. Right. And it was just kind of went on, but didn't have so much of a message. So I would say this took one of the longer ones I've worked on in a long time. That's a masterpiece. And then this is my my daughter at fourteen singing. Uh, I would I would also add with no pitch correct. She is a talented young lady. She has a brilliant future ahead of her. Tell her beautiful name again for me. Lorelai. Lorelai. Shout out to Lorelai because Lorelai got me beat big time. <laughs> Let's enjoy this song in Dreamland Mix. Oh, my wife's playing flute on it too. Jeez. Look oh, at a musical family. Yeah. My wife was a, a professional flute player for many years. So. Mm-hmm. I like that. Keep the money in the house. <laughs> That's what's up. Let's listen to it.
what's the third song that we gave them of ours? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but that was a hit, too. That was a hit. You guys are so talented. I'm going to kidnap you guys right now and go home and write me another song on there. Okay, so listen, we are enjoying ourselves on this terrific Tuesday. I have so much music that I would love to continue to play, and you're going to have to tune in next week because we have another special song that we're going to open up the show with. I'm going to keep you in suspense on that song because that is a super hit song, and it's a great song on there. But before I do, I have another song that I'm going to play, but... um, You want to elaborate on Gotta Go Home? So You Gotta Go Home is just one of those ideas that came down to me. The the words You Gotta Go Home kind of set with me. And a friend of mine that I do some co-writing with that's that's mostly a lyricist and I kind of worked on this and the words kind of fell together. His his name is Alex Gorodiscus and he's actually the one doing the the rap on this. So uh, he, he also worked with me on another song that I tried to, to make a folk song, which became a rap song. And <laughs> so we, we just kind of had that. I mean, sometimes you try to do a song the wrong way, and it fights you, and it fights you, and it fights you, and you just, it just doesn't sound right. Then he said, Roger, that's a rap song, right? Write it as a rap song. So I, I, I found some Because you're so versatile, you know. You know, when I first seen the title, I thought it was about your mother-in-law. Oh. <laughs> you gotta go home. <laughs> you are <Not> so <laughs> you are so silly, but it is a great tune. Let's check it out. You gotta go home. <laughs> to 
gotta go home. You gotta go home. You gotta go. I'm gonna play that song whenever I uh, have a company come over and they're like, it's boring. I think I'm playing it for my mother in law. <laughs> I'm just gonna play it like this. <laughs> you gotta go home. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say you gotta go home. <laughs> That's a nice song. I like that. That that beat had me just seat dancing because I can't dance. So yeah. I was seat dancing. But you know, it was great. I, I want to first, before we ended out with a live performance from Joe Milton, I want to thank uh, Kyle Davies for calling in from Cadiff Wells and enlightening us. That was educational. Yes, it I was. enjoyed that very much. You can log on to Facebook, Instagram, or just Google Kyle Davies and you'll find him and his book, The Intelligent Body. Uh, I want to thank you, Mr. And I have to say Mr. Roger Russell. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your talents with us today. I enjoyed being here. Tell everybody again how you can be followed. I can be found on RogerRussellMusic.com. I can also be found on ReverbNation.com slash Roger Russell. I don't want to leave out Roger Russell Productions LLC in which you do. I do live sound audio production. And they can find you on the Roger Russell's or Roger Russell Oil. Google this guy, too. These are superstars. And you'll even go over to Europe, right? For our people in Europe that are listening right now, you'll even make a trip to Europe if the uh, price is right. The price is right. (laughs) (laughs) The price is right. Like, yeah. First class airfare. Right. (laughs) Me and my gear. With all the amenities included and all of that there. Joe Milton, give real quickly how you can be followed as well. Well, first, I want to thank your guest for. um, Now I'm going to get back in touch with my road party self from 25 years ago to alleviate my stress. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, uh, joemusic.com, J-O-M-U-S-I-K.com, Joe Melton Facebook, Joe Music Recording Studio Facebook, uh, Joe Music SoundCloud is where most of the songs are from the studio. Mm -hmm. Uh, my, My own personal stuff doesn't have a big presence right now. It's mostly stuff from the studio. So all those things. All right. Like I said, these guys are superstars. And again, yep, for the people around the world listening, if you need a song, these two fellows will hook you up. By all means, they are the ones to go to. If you would love to be on the Queen Sylvie Show, we would actually love to have you. Hit me up at queensylvie at comic.com. You can follow me on my webpage, www.queensylviecomedy.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram under Sylvie Starks or Queen Sylvie. And you can follow me, Tim McGiffin. I am on Instagram, Twitter, Alignable, all that, Facebook. Kroger's. Kroger's, yep. Yeah, all, and I see myself in the post office up there. Ten, no, never mind about that one. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to disclose that information right now. Smooth. But let's let's just jam right now with a live performance uh, from Joe Milton. Joe, what you have for me? I got Real Cut. This is the first song we did. Oh, okay. So it's called Real Cut. Here we go. Where I come from, men don't buy trucks made in Japan. Folks burn a living off the land. We don't wear boots made in Taiwan. Hit the fields before the crack of dawn. Don't need advice on how to live our lives. This is real country, as good as it gets. This is real country, won't settle for less. We all tried to do good in school. Being polite was really cool. We did our 
charged without being told. Church on Sunday never got old. Don't need advice how to live our lives. This is real country, as good as it gets. This is real country, won't settle for less. Somewhere downtown, do our part when called to serve. Never take more than we deserve. Don't need advice or live our lives. This is real country, as good as it gets. This is real country, won't sell for less. Wow, you play that so good <laughs> and sing so well. Yes, indeed. You know, I noticed that you, you, you don't even have the notes there, just 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 the songs and things, and you just know it all by heart, huh? Pretty much. Go ahead on, go ahead on. It's hard to look at an audience and look at music at, at music. the same time. <laughs> so if you ever run into a time where you didn't know the music, just play it off, huh? Just throw in anything. Yeah, uh, just fake it if you don't know it. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. You're on it, right, Roger? Well, let me talk, just pause for a moment and do some birthdays right quick because actually the first one that I want to sing happy birthday to is my daughter. Dr. Shanika's birthday will be tomorrow. I'm not telling her age because then you'll be adding up how old I am, but I just want to say my children is older than me. How does that happen? I don't know. I don't She's know. She's over 21. Yeah. But do you guys know Dick, uh, excuse me, Dick Cheney? Mm -hmm. Right? How old do you think he is? Because today's his birthday. 80. Mm. Probably about 86. He's going to kick your ass. He's 76 today. Oh. Close enough. Close enough. Gene Hackman. His birthday is today. How old do you think Gene Hackman, Hackman is? 72. Wow, that's pretty good. Because yeah, he's 87. Really? Wow. Right on. Never would have guessed that. Gene Hackman is 87 years old. What about uh, Phil Collins? I know you know Phil Collins. Yeah, my friend Arnold McCullers sings back at vocals with him, and he's well, going hey. on tour with him again. So, yeah. Going on tour now with him? Yeah. Wow. Well, well. Phil Collins' birthday is today, so how old do you think he is? 70? 78. 66. Woo! He's going back on tour because he's having some pretty serious health problems. Oh. Yeah, he's on tour again. He's, he sits in wheelchair. Okay. Well, hey, he's doing something right because he got the energy to go back on, but he's 66 today. Our neighbor, Moonshine Jed, he's 76. And to everyone whose birthday it is today, hit it. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Don't yeah, take whatever. that personal. Take don't. it personal. No, you don't. Don't take it personal. Not but today, because no. it's her birthday. Absolutely. Okay, take it. Take it personal tomorrow. <laughs> but you know, we do want you to enjoy your day wherever you are. It's a beautiful day. I got to give a shout out yet. 
Saturday to my granddaughter. Oh, yeah. Who plays hockey uh, in the Milwaukee uh, Youth Hockey League? And she is superstar. she is in the Adams, which is you know the little little kids. Ten goals Saturday. Tell how so, old she is. So ten. ten goals. Ten. She stuck ten in the net. So yeah, she kind of. Uh, I don't even think she's ten years old yet. No, she's not even ten years old. Yet. <laughs> and she's doing no, it. no, no. Little Lauren is only uh, six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's, she's six. an all-American. That's right. Congratulations to Lauren out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I want you all to enjoy your day wherever you are today. It's a great day. It starts out with the fact that you woke up today. So go out and do something positive. Really, straight up. And uh, tune in next week for another great time. We're going to go out to with one of my other favorite groups here. It's We've been playing some of her music throughout the show because Roger Russell is one of the writers for Robin Willis and Blues Love and Trouble. And this is Nothing Stays New. We're going to go out with that there tune. I want you to have a great day, everybody. I am out of here. Until next week, same queen time, same queen station. That's right. I'll holla. We'll holla.
Sylvie, host of the Queen Sylvie Show on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Check out the show every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can hear me keep it real about everything while making a difference promoting comedy and other artistic talents from the Dallas-Fort Worth area and around the world. Don't miss the Queen Sylvie Show. Ahala. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. 